0: Thanks for joining us on Sample Radio, Zach Milbank here, and with me today to chat about his upcoming 100th host plus Sample League game is Nord co-captain Matthew Nunn. Nunny, thanks for your time. No, thank you, Zach. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Congratulations. What will it mean to you uh, to reach triple figures for the mighty Nord Football Club? Yeah, it's it's great.
1: I mean, i um, uh, yeah, still coming to grips with it. 100 games seems like a lot, um, and it feels like I've been around forever. So
0: um,
1: <laughs> probably probably could have had a few more if I didn't have injuries. But um, yeah, it's it's a nice milestone. It really is. I'll get get the name on the locker, um, you know, underneath the likes of Gary McIntosh and whatnot on the same number. So it's pretty pretty special um, and i'm pretty honored to to be able to represent this club a hundred times so yeah
0: it's going to be a pretty special day yeah i was going to ask you a bit later about um the number 14 but why not you brought it up now um very special to be wearing that guernsey because it is such a special one at the nord footy club isn't it yeah absolutely and that's that's a big part
1: of yeah it's it's pretty special to wear it obviously like i said just then the the number on the locker obviously going to be underneath Gary McIntosh is one of the biggest names in, in SA football and to obviously have a um, asterisk next to that for a premiership as does he will be pretty special so yeah it's pretty special wearing the number when I got offered it when I was a young pup I probably didn't you know grasp it
0: back then and, and now I really realise how much it it means to me and uh, yeah it's pretty mm. special to wear it. Yeah, terrific stuff. Um, you've always sort of been a real Nord boy, haven't you, obviously growing up on that side of town and playing your local footy initially with uh, Athelstan and then Payneham. Yeah, that's been my uh, local area for uh, God knows how long. I've yeah Nord boy my whole life, obviously. Um, around the Athelston area early days, and then a bit of Hayden to, to do some other juniors with my brother there, which was, which mm-hmm. was fun. And then, um, yeah, obviously
1: Norwood from under 12s all the way till now. So it's mm. been in my life pretty much the whole time of my football career. So, yeah, it's pretty special um, to represent those junior
0: clubs in the area as well and then and get their names a bit more out there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's an awesome feeling. Uh, your debut at least like you so you said you started in the under twelves and rose up right the way through the junior ranks there at the parade, which obviously forms a lot of your love for the club, but um your debut um did that probably come a bit sooner than you thought, um, in twenty fourteen? Uh well I was playing I was playing really well in the reserves. We
1: actually had Andrew McLeod
0: as our coach back then, which is just, okay. you know, an absolute amazing yeah. <laughs> appointment so you know they, I actually had a poster of him in my room where, <laughs> uh, he was our coach it was a funny
1: story and um, look it probably came just because I was so young it, it probably came a little bit premature because I was 16 when I debuted but um, mm. look I was playing great footy I was I was consistently
0: in our best in the reserves and uh, yep. yeah I knew, I knew my chance was probably coming funny story
1: with that I remember James Gallagher was actually our coach at the time and uh, sorry midfield coach in the league side and he told me that night at training you know you're going really well but I don't think you're ready for a league debut and then about two minutes later Ben Warren came out and told me I was debuting so <laughs> um, yeah it wasn't, wasn't the most uh, confidence uh, sort of yeah the most uh yeah, going through my blood after that. But, yeah, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it was quite a funny story that that came up. So yeah, no, it's it's awesome to be able. To, I guess debut at that age is pretty special. Good to see Duggar and the gags on the same page there, working nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then what you so you made your debut. Uh, tell us about that debut game against Stuart, uh, under lights, and then you turned seventeen the next day. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So. It was, just the day before my 17th birthday
1: so it was um obviously found out i was playing so it was a pretty special moment for me and the family and uh, we lost so i think we lost by about 12 or 14 points something like that and obviously that was back in you know norwood's three-peat years that was the third year they three-peated so the team mm. was bloody strong so mm. um you know just to even get a sniff in that year was pretty special for me um and i only played the one game i thought i might have stuck a couple more in there Um, but yeah Duggar obviously had a pretty
0: strong list to choose from and that time uh, when we had a couple injuries it just fell my way so yeah I mean to play at that age I was looking back at some photos of it when they pop up and I looked seriously young so um, (laughs) I remember being pretty terrified when I was out in the Oval when you know the likes of Richard Tambling and all that sort of stuff were playing for Sturt and trying to line me up so um, yeah no it was a good experience though. Oh it certainly would have been for you and and I guess it gave you a taste of um what was to come because I guess it wasn't easy for you after that debut because um you ended up playing about forty six reserves games just on and off uh, throughout the next sort of two or three years until you really broke through in 2018 yeah it was um I think it was more just i guess timing of
1: things like i I felt like I had some really good um, patches, and then I copped, copped a few nasty injuries um, where I mm-hmm. broke my arm when I was 17, so I was out for 10 weeks, then mm. you know, I had really bad hip flexor issues, so um, I had a couple bad runs with injury, um, but also, yeah, just in and out of the team, um, probably because of obviously how strong Nord was at the time, and um, which was obviously, you know, credit to the coaching staff for keeping it such a strong group for, you know, an extensive period of time, but yeah, then once sort of, I guess... 2018, 2017, 2018 roll around, I was really starting to find my form um, and then really be confident. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, I felt like I was one of the best best midfielders in the comp, which was a pretty nice feeling to be up against, you know, the other guys and other teams and, and know that you can match it with
0: them. What was that turning point from a playing point of view for you in 2018? And I, I know... Um, one thing that um, we certainly have come to know and love about you is your clearance work from the centre circle in particular has been a real feature of your game and I guess that enabled you to help break through and play those 20 games in 2018. Yeah, I think um, obviously I'm a a bit smaller of a midfielder, like skinnier than, than a lot of the brutes out
1: there but my speed and, and agility is what set me apart. I really felt like that, you know, we had a great balance with Panos, myself, Grig in there where they were a bit more of the taller, stronger midfielders, and I was the quicker outside runner. And, um, yeah, I really could separate myself from the from the pack with that speed and agility. So I think that's mm-hmm. where my breakout sort
0: of came from. And
1: I was really, um, yeah, trying to play to my strengths. And then once I realised my strengths were really good enough to match it with anyone, I, I yeah... Really tried to sort of hone in on those and, and focus that, yeah, that's what can make me one of the better players. So um, yeah, just really tried to emphasise that and
0: um, yeah, play to my strengths as much as I could. And as much as it was a great year for you personally, yeah, uh, I guess from a team point of view, you uh, you've made the grand final and it was an exceptional run, but just didn't quite get the chocolates on the day against North Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, it's still
1: a luckily we won last year, or else it would have still
0: been <laughs> keeping me up at night. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it was one of those games, I reckon. We just, these things didn't go away. Like, we couldn't have played better. Obviously, we had the most incredible individual
1: performance from Mitch Grigg that day. But, mm. um, yeah, we, we, I felt like we just couldn't do anything more than what we did. It just didn't go away. So, it was still, honestly, it's still an incredible year just to look back on. You know, I've got some long-time best mates from that in, in Brad McKenzie and Michael Talia and Mitch Grigg and, and, you know, a lot more guys than that just to name yeah. a few. But, yeah. you know, we look back on that year and, and obviously we didn't win it. But, you know, we were... The powerhouse, you know, winning I think 13 or 14 games in a row um, After starting 0-3 and three. So yeah, it was a pretty special year Just to have that um, confidence going out in the over And, and but unfortunately didn't
0: get it done on the day And that's just the way it goes sometimes But mm. yeah, luckily, luckily got some redemption <laughs> Yes, and that's what we'll talk about next Obviously uh, last year it was just an incredible run for you in the finals Obviously um, losing that qualifying final so convincingly to Adelaide And then finding yourself about three goals down against Glenelg in the first semi and it was like jeepers you've come from there to win a premiership when you look at it that way it's pretty special yeah i think that was the credit to um you know twig and the way
1: he's he's really got us going um in in the sense of belief that um i guess no matter what happened to us we just felt like we're always going to be on top um at some stage in the game And, and obviously that's exactly what happened with the Crows game. You know, we got absolutely pumped. And, you know, that was one of the worst of games we played for the year. And then
0: mm. to come out against Clonel, it, really, it generally felt like we weren't going to lose that game. And, and mm-hmm.
1: you know, footy's a funny thing. You, there's, you talk about feelings, all this sort of stuff. But, yeah, it honestly didn't feel like we were going to lose that game. And same for the rematch against the Crows for the prelim. It just felt like that we were going to get on top. And, and we okay. did. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty... Pretty special feeling to, I guess, come back
0: from all those losses uh, that were that big loss and then, yeah, perform so well. And the game itself, um, it was just incredible, wasn't it? Um, uh, you talk about that belief factor, it obviously was at an all-time high, given you, a, I think, 17 points down there when um, Aaron Young kicked that goal and you found a way to win. <sighs> Yeah, it's still hard to believe, Zach. I'll tell you that much um, that we got that done. Um, but, you know, foot, that's, like I said before, footy's is a wonderful thing. You know, you're never out of it until the siren goes. So, mm. um,
1: it, yeah, it's honestly one of the most incredible experiences and, and moments of my life being a part of that game where, you know, the chips were down, where it was 15 minutes to go in the game. And, um, yeah, we managed to get three goals and, and get on top by a point. So I'm pretty... Pretty lucky to say that I reckon I've been a part of one of the best grand finals ever in a sample um, yeah. Yeah, season. So, and thanks
0: to the King Panel for putting <laughs> that through. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, yeah, it's one of those things
1: where you just got to um, really look. Like when I look back on it, I think how lucky we are that we're able to get the job done and, and really reward ourselves for. You know, the time and the commitment that the boys put into mm. what we produced last year and how much effort was put into
0: it. And, and I guess for myself and players like Declan and Matt Paddles who lost that 2018 grand final was a really nice reward to get a bit of redemption. Yeah, most definitely. And where were you standing when the King went to work? Uh, I was actually in that stoppage but I knew what was going on so I got right out of
1: the way because that's not my forte (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) I left that up to the king so yeah um, yeah, Ken has laid a really nice block for him and um, the runway was clear and
0: yeah uh, yeah, the rest was history so just on that because obviously I think um, like I chatted with Kenners after um, the game and and talked about the communication to lay that block. Were you so you were in on that communication as well? And and tell us about how you were able to um, communicate so quickly because obviously you didn't have much time to muck around given the ball was being thrown back into play. Yeah, well, basically in in midfield stoppages, and a lot of mids would probably agree, you don't even have to talk sometimes to communicate. You just sort of get a gauge with their eyes
1: and their hands what they're doing. And yep. obviously, you know, Matt Panos is the most dangerous forward in the comp when he's on. So, um... Yeah, I just looked at them both, knew what was happening. Kenners was clearly lining up to block him. Um, Nos was getting a bit of a run-up, and I just knew
0: what was happening uh, without even speaking to him. So I just got mm. right out of the way and said, please, please keep the goal. Jeez, and you <laughs> got a cracking view of it, didn't you? Yeah, so I was right there. There's a good photo as well of me and Nos us. I'm,
1: I'm pretty much almost
0: punching him in the throat because i was that excited so uh, yeah it's uh pretty good memories from it yeah uh, no no doubt and you always have them for the rest of your career and right the way through life and your premiership reunions which is fantastic um Absolutely. and uh, to the fact the fact you're the premiership skipper too it's um pretty amazing yeah, I mean that's something, when I was a young kid I
1: always wanted to say, I wanted to play 100 games for the club and um, I wanted to captain the club, um, I didn't actually you know, think of a premiership captain at that time, yeah. I sort of had goals in mind to be the captain of the club one day and play 100 games, so um, to know that both of those um, is about to be ticked off is a pretty good milestone in my yeah. life, I'm feeling pretty proud that I was able to um tickle those off and then to be a premiership captain um along the side of that is just a massive massive bonus and uh yeah didn't really hit didn't really sink in until the moment i got up there by myself because obviously you know i was just so happy for everyone that everyone
0: got to go up and get their medal and then
1: once you're up there you kind of realize oh geez like (laughs) not many people get to do this no Um, and so i was i was very proud
0: of my efforts to um yeah obviously get to where position of what I wanted to do yep. captain the club and then yeah to be able to lift the cup with Twig was pretty special. Yeah exactly it sure was and um, tell us about the captaincy as well um, Matt obviously um, this year um, you started out as the sole skipper as you were last year um, but sort of reached a point where um, I guess you uh, had a chat internally and um, got uh, JK the call up to be to join you as co-skippers just talk us through how all that evolved. Yeah, so
1: obviously it was, it was um, released through the social media, um, I guess, Nord and, and the SAFL, which I was more than happy for it to do because, yeah, just had a few of my own personal struggles um, with a bit of anxiety and, I guess, feeling overwhelmed with footy and, and sort of seeking some external help to really dissect that and understand mm. it and, you know, be okay with how you're feeling. And um, I think that's a bit of a, I guess, not an issue, but with males in sport, sometimes, um, you know, people feel like they can't speak up and, and I guess, uh, yeah, hold these feelings in and then they get worse from it. So, um, yeah, I'm quite good at speaking about how I was feeling and obviously I was struggling with the weight of the role and obviously mm. captaincy is an amazing position to be in and, and you know, I'm so privileged to have it, but it does have its um, added duties and obviously you've got to be um, you know thinking all the time and, and I just got to a point where I was, yeah, Probably at the end of my tether of of uh, what I could handle by myself, and yeah. so yeah, reached out to the club and, and asked for some external help um, of how we can either yeah help me in the role or what's what's an alternative. So yeah. um, myself and Tweed caught up and and came up with the idea of bringing Jacob up as a as a co
0: captain, mm-hmm. uh, which was. Obviously a really good option for me because, um, yeah, basically
1: last year when I was injured for eight or nine weeks with a syndesmosis injury, he stepped in and and obviously led the boys extremely Mm. well, pretty much. I I believe we wouldn't have won a flag if he didn't
0: do what he did, you know, throughout that time when a fair few of us leaders were out. So, yeah, um, yeah, to have, uh, I guess, firstly,
1: Jake would be okay with stepping up next to me. And then the club,
0: all right, with that as well, was was really special for me because, yeah, there was times where I was really struggling with it, and footy was almost too much. So yeah. it was. Uh, it was nice to have the club really support me and, um, yeah, help me out in that in that time. Do you feel you almost came close to um, walking away? Uh, there was times where that crossed my mind, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie about that, Zach. There's mm. obviously, um, yeah, there's. You know, it's it's one of those things when things, you know, in your mind aren't going well or you think of the worst uh, before Mm. the best. So, um, yeah, there was times where I
1: was thinking it was too much and um, obviously, yeah, seeking some external help and just breaking things down and and understanding that it wasn't, you know, anything else to do with my life with my partner or friends or work. Everything outside of that was... Uh, everything was really good. Um, it was just mainly sport that was uh, impacting me from the pressures and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was a couple of times where, you know, you have those thoughts cross your mind. Um, but, yeah, obviously, was able to work through those with the club and um, get a positive result for
0: myself because, obviously, I didn't want to just have to walk away during the year because yeah. I couldn't have it. So to have, um, yeah, the club and, and also, you know, the people with it uh, really helped me and, and obviously, um, get me through that was really helpful. I can imagine, um, as you've touched on there, someone at the forefront of that would have been the Premiership coach, uh, Twig Rawlings. He's a an incredible human being in the way that he is very empathetic uh, in terms of uh, what's going on in people's lives outside of the footy club, isn't he? And uh, no doubt that would have played a huge role in helping you get through it. Yeah, absolutely. Twig's not my coach. He's He's actually
1: one of my good mates. You know, it's... He's, he was obviously the reason why I got the captaincy. We, we connected on a really deep level and, and understand that both of us are very driven by the same things, so that's why I think I got the captaincy when he came along, and, and obviously it's been a really successful decision um, for both of us. Um, but yeah, I think you know not everything's for everyone. I've obviously had it for three years, and I think when he realised that, I was struggling, um, and, and we, we catch up frequently and, and have good conversations with each other, um, and I think he noticed that I was yeah struggling a little bit, and I opened up to him, and I'm pretty open with him
0: about how I feel and whatnot. And so mm. when I brought him into how I was feeling, he instantly goes into you know father mode, and, and yeah. yeah, really looks after you
1: as a person before a player. Yeah. And yeah, it made my life a lot
0: easier with the decision because obviously it's quite an
1: intimidating thing to do, um, being in a you know a position of leadership at a pretty successful club. So mm.
0: um, to have his support and. Uh, I guess, you know, just as a mate, just to talk to about it and, and get through it was really, really helpful and I can't thank him enough for it. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, something that you're both trying to get your way through at the moment is just registering a win in 2023. Obviously, um, it's been tough for you, but you're getting closer. Uh, there's been some narrow ones the last sort of three or four weeks and you've got a great chance in your milestone game to get on the board against South Adelaide at Flinders Uni Stadium on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously,
1: yeah, results results is the industry we play in, and um, clearly we haven't got any at the moment, which is a bit of a bummer. And um, yeah, there's been a lot of talk around us at the moment, but for me, I just I just try and ignore that external noise. Um, we're not trying to lose; we're obviously trying to win every game. Um, and uh, the boys are training their arse off, so I can't I can't um, discredit anyone. You know, for what we're trying to do, um, there's just a couple of things that aren't clicking for us at the moment on field, which is which is coming um, mm. because we're obviously. Yeah, we know we know what we do works we're just a bit off at the moment so yeah hopefully this Monday um, we can get a big win would be amazing for the club um, on a long weekend and uh, mm-hmm. yeah it would be
0: would be a really nice result from my hundredth as well. And outside of footy what do you get up to nunny? Uh, Yeah, so I'm in the solar industry, so I
1: was electrician by trade and now I'm off the tools um, running a team in an operations management role um, in the solar industry, so that's been keeping me bloody busy (laughs) on the side. Um, because yeah, and uh, doing some other stuff as well um, on the side with a couple guys as well. You know, tech startup sort of application area that we've got going on, which is pretty exciting as well. So mm-hmm. we've got a small business on the side, which is yeah, keeping us really busy. Um, and yeah, but I'm, I'm really enjoy work. Work's sort of something that um, for me is is a bit of a, a release and where I can sort of really drive high standards, and I really
0: enjoy it. So it's a good balance I've got in the moment. Terrific. Sounds like you're heading right in the right direction, Nunny. It's great to hear, and uh, we thank you very much for your time on Sample Radio today and wish you all the best for your 100th host-plus Sample League game for the Nord Footy Club against South Adelaide at Flinders University Stadium on the King's birthday holiday Monday. All the best. Beautiful. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for having me, mate.